0: Welcome to the CodeCast podcast. Real-world insights for your daily medical coding and billing processes. And now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello everyone and welcome to the CodeCast podcast today. My name is Terry Fletcher. So I'm really excited about our topic today. It is transitional care management services. And so we're talking about codes 99495 and 99496. So these are used to report, again, what they call transitional care management, or TCM. And these services are for a new or established patient whose medical and or psychosocial problems require a moderate or high level of medical decision-making when they are transitioned from an inpatient hospital setting, could be acute hospital, or a rehab hospital, or a long-term care acute hospital, could be a partial hospital could possibly be observation status or skilled nursing facility. And then they're sent back to their community setting, which is called their home, their rest home, their assisted living, their skilled nursing, that, you know, something that gets them, um, I shouldn't say skilled nursing because they're they're actually coming out of that, but um, they're going back to partial um, assisted. And then they also call it could be their private residence, temporary lodging, um, Their domicile, they call it, could be a hotel, could be a hostel, could be a cruise ship, uh, could, could be a, a, a substance abuse place, any place where they are now um, going from the hospital or facility setting to now an outpatient or a living situation where they don't have help. But what's interesting about these codes is that um, the TCM. You, did you hear the first part of that? For a newer established patient whose medical and/or social, psychosocial problems require. So it would be a patient that maybe has some dementia, or um, their medical or psychosocial meaning they don't have help, they don't have caregivers, they don't have family, and they don't have somebody that can help them through. Um, making sure that they have their home health scheduled. Making sure that they have reached out to, let's say, you know, Meals on Wheels. Let's say that they live alone and they don't, ha- they just don't have help. Um, trying to figure out how to continue to maintain, uh, a, I don't want to say a healthy lifestyle, but a lifestyle that doesn't, or hopefully won't require a readmission. And so TCM is important, but for those of you that think this is a side hustle to make a windfall of money, that's not what it's for because not all patients will qualify. I had a physician tell me that she was asked to Uh, take a list of all patients admitted and then tell all the providers that admitted them that she'll take over their transitional care management. Well, if she doesn't have a history with the patient, to me that that could be suspect because how would she know what to do? The other thing that you have to know about this is that this means that you're going to take care of all of their needs, not just some of their needs. So for the specialty practices out there that are like, yeah, we build transitional care management. And, you know, we make sure that we reconcile their medications, we give them a call, see how they're doing, and then schedule their follow-up appointment. I'm like, okay, what about their physical therapy? What about home health? What about their follow-up appointments with their primary care, with their orthopedic surgeon, with their rheumatologist? They're like, oh, no, we just schedule them for their cardiology appointment. I'm like, well, then that you're not... You're not fulfilling the definition of the code. So, TCM is also comprised of a face to face visit within certain timeframes, depending on the medical decision making of that patient, or I should say, um, the requirement of their problem. So, is it moderate or is it a high level patient? You'll notice this is not a low level patient. And believe it or not, some medical patients that were in the hospital could be low level. So, in combination with Uh, non-face-to-face services, plus that face-to-face, you have to see them in the office, then you can bill for these services. And I'm noticing that some practices are trying to report, let's say a 99214 with a 99495 or 99496, and they're getting denials because it's inclusive. And so you have to read the rules. The 2023 CPT Professional Edition, page 56, look at the rules. There's also, there were some new guidelines, or I should say in the green section with inverted triangles that tell you some of the new language. But here are some of the bullet points that are, that this must include communication with patient, family members, guardian caretakers regarding aspects of care, communication with home health agencies and other community services utilized by the patient, Um, patient and her family education, Uh, to support self-management, independent living, and activities of daily living. Remember, it's OT, PT, all that stuff. Assessment and support for treatment regimen, adherence and medication management. And medication management is mentioned all throughout TCM services identification of available community and health resources, uh, facilitating access to care and services needed by the patient and our family. Then there's also non-face-to-face services. Well, this is non-face-to-face, but what I just mentioned is clinical staff. So under the direction of a, ph- a physician or qualified health care provider. Now, there's certain things that have to be done by the by the physician, and I'll let you know what that is. So, non face to face services by the physician or other qualified healthcare provider is obtaining and reviewing the discharge information. So, somebody who can actually make medical decisions for the patient's continuity of care and what they're going to need going forward. So, reviewing the need for follow up on pending diagnostic tests and treatment. You know, what if the patient couldn't get their MRI in the inpatient hospital and so now they have to get it outpatient? Um, education, patient, family, guardian, or caregiver. There might be some things that the physician needs to talk about interaction with other qualified healthcare professionals. And it says who will assume or reassume care of the patient's system specific problems. Remember you're saying you're going to be responsible for this patient education. uh, I'm sorry, establishment of, or reestablishment of referrals and arranging for needed communities, resources, and then assistance in scheduling any required follow-up with community providers and service. But the CCM requires face-to-face visit, initial patient contact, and medical re- reconciliation with either by either 14 days for or for moderate or seven days for high medical decision making for that patient. So it's not something you can bill for in addition. It's something that you have to bill for or that you have to do that's not a billable service because it's included in the 200 bucks you're going to get for the transitional care management. Now, additional e services that are provided on subsequent days, subsequent days after the first face-to-face could be reported. So that's why they want you to at least get that face-to-face out of the way so that you're not trying to bill for it. TCM also requires an interactive contact with the patient or caregiver as appropriate. And they say within two business days of discharge, if your discharge is a Friday, they do allow it till Monday. But if your discharge is any weekday or business day, then they, you have 48 hours to contact the patient and they say that it has to be an interactive exchange. That is not a message left. That means that the patient and the provider have had a conversation And so it can be telephonic. It can be electronic means, but it has to be the patient and or specific caregiver. But again, somebody who's listed in the medical record and and only if the patient can't talk to the provider. Medication reconciliation and management has to occur must. It actually says must occur no later than the date of the face-to-face visit. So if this is a high-risk patient, Somebody has to make sure that they got all their prescriptions, that they know how to take them, any questions on interactions, any questions on uh, adverse effects, any questions on frequency of taking them and how they mix with their other medications and everything, if they're high risk within seven days and if they are moderate risk within 14 days. And then it says these services address any needed uh, coordination of care performed by multiple disciplines and community service. But here's the, the thing that I, I think people miss It says the reporting individual provides or oversees the management and or coordination of services as needed. And you have to highlight this on page 56 for all medical conditions, psychosocial needs, and activity of daily living support by providing first contact and continuous access. It doesn't say for your specialty. It doesn't say some, it says for all. So I'm not saying this is not a valued service, but just so you know, this is Very resource based, and it's going to be expensive for your practice. It's probably a break even service. So, is it necessary for patients to have this? Yes, I can can you know think of certain patients that just don't have that support system away from the hospital. Because remember, when you're inpatient, when you're in a skilled nursing facility, when you're in a rehab facility, they wake you up to take your medicine, you're on a schedule, you don't have to remember it. If you're a patient, they come in to take your blood, they come in to take your labs, they come in to see if you have to use the bathroom, they come in and and they they bring you food. And then all of a sudden, let's say somebody's in the hospital for a given period of time, and they're high or moderate risk. So to me, that's in the hospital for I would say at least three days. And now they're being sent to out into their community or where they live with no help to do that. And now they're on their own. And a lot of these patients also, they don't drive, they don't have necessary transportation. So there's a lot of things that should be documented to help qualify this patient for transitional care management. And I just named a few medical decision-making and the date of the first face-to-face are used to select and report the appropriate TCM code. So for 44, I'm sorry, 99496, the face to face visit must occur within 7 calendar days and there must be a high level medical decision making. For 99495, that's the 14 days of discharge and there must be a moderate medical decision making. Now again, do not charge for those ENM services where the patient's coming in because that is something that is included that has to be done with those services. So basically they're building in an ENM within the payment that you're getting for that service, considered a, a bundled service within that. They also say documentation includes the timing of the initial post-discharge communication with the patient and the caregivers, date of the face-to-face visit, and the level of medical decision-making. So that has to be part of the record. The other thing to keep in mind is only one individual provider may report these services and only once per patient within a 30 days of discharge. So another TCM service cannot be reported by the same physician or group for, and they say, or group for any subsequent discharge within that 30 days. So this is really important because I see many groups trying to get this as well. And so the 99495 and 99496, these are definitely important services, but understand that you may have a problem with, if you are within, let's say a, um, let's say you're in a global period. So, and somebody says, well, we're in a surgical package, so we should, you know, we have to bill this with a 24 modifier. No, that's a good global services. Those are included. So unless it's a different physician dealing with different diagnoses for different things. And so that would be part of that all that as all care management services are. And so it's just important to know the rules, make sure you're reading CPT rules for this and understanding what that communication is. Even in a synopsis under 99495, for example, it says the, with the following required elements. So they have bullets underneath the code for TCM. It says communication, direct contact, telephone, electronic with the patient or caregiver within two business days of discharge the next bullet, at least moderate level of medical decision-making during the service period. So it has to be the entire period. And then the face-to-face visit within 14 calendar days of discharge. The other thing somebody asked me recently is they said, you know, should we bill the uh, TCM on the date of the face-to-face? Well, I don't like doing that, even though Medicare said you can, Because when I've audited these services, I have found that many practices will bill it, let's say, on the 14th date for moderate, and then they don't complete the next 14 days. They're like, well, we got paid, so we're good. And so then they have kind of forget about the patient. And you really didn't complete the service. So to me, when I audit that, I said, where's the rest of it? And I'll ask for a refund from that provider when I do a payer audit. So I would wait until that 30th day, make sure whoever's reporting it is tracking it. And make sure they're also um, putting in, let's say, a dummy code, TCM office visit, so that that's not billed separately because it will kick out or you'll be asked for a refund once you do bill the TCM service. It's it's kind of like if you bill it the day of your E&M, when this is a 30-day service, to me it's like opening your Christmas present two weeks early. And if you do that, then on Christmas Day, you're gonna be like, where's my present. And so it's, it's very similar to that to me in my mind, where you want to bill it when the service is completed. Otherwise, to me, I think you have a problem uh, providing data and providing documentation that you've completed the service when it's a 30 day code. So I don't know why Medicare came out with that. Uh, It makes no sense to me to do that. Okay, well, enough about transitional care management. I, that actually was a request for somebody to put this on the podcast lineup, and I looked back to see last time I talked about it. It was actually at the end of 2020, so important to update that and, and make sure everybody was aware that there are certain qualifiers for care management services. I've talked about chronic care management before, but care management services from a transitional care management perspective – they also have some qualifiers as well. And so not every patient is gonna qualify. And if anybody tells you different, that's gonna be a problem. Remember too much of a good thing is too much and you never wanna go down that road. So I hope everyone had a really nice Thanksgiving. I hope you're getting ready to start your Christmas shopping or continue with it or Hanukkah shopping or whatever you celebrate in the holiday season. I'm just about done, I'm pretty excited. We had a great time at my daughter's in Arizona, great weather. And she actually did a really nice job cooking, so thank you to Summer. And uh, they come to our house now for Christmas, so I'm excited for that. We—I already put up my tree, and I never put up my tree before December 10th. I just don't do it, but I, I did it this time. So, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say I did it. Okay, I'm gonna—I'm gonna do a full disclosure here. I have a friend. Her name is Sherry, and I've known her for about 25 years. And she comes and decorates my house for me. She puts it all away. She, all, she undecorates it and decorates it for me. I just hate doing it. I do. And I know some of you are going to think, Terry, really? Oh, my gosh, that's so bougie. Yeah, it is. But she's been doing it for me for years so she'll come out I'll sit with her in the living room and she will just and she is a crazy person when it comes to unpacking it putting the the pre-lit tree together yes I have a pre-lit we're in California if we didn't do that it would dry before we even get it in the in the house and so um, she puts up all my decorations and then I, you know, I give her a little money and I just said, Hey, you know, have, have some, you know, extra Christmas money and, and my house looks beautiful. So thank you, Sherry, for that. Find yourself a Sherry. It's, it's a pretty good time because then you just walk out of your, if you're working remotely, you walk out of your home office, you're like, Oh, it's very Christmassy here. So yeah, full disclosure. I do not decorate on my own. She does it for me and she de-decorates for me two days after Christmas. Yeah. I'm going to get cards and letters. I'm sure. All right everyone, I hope this was helpful today. Make it a great day, a great rest of your week, and thank you for listening to the Codecast podcast. For more information on medical coding, billing, auditing and compliance, including how to hire Terry, follow Terry on Twitter at TerryCoder1 or visit her website at www.terryfletcher.net. Podcast producer, Joe Kuzma. Music producer, Assassin Music.